0: I'm Danny Vanell, nurse anesthetist, travel nurse, and critical care nurse. In 2010, I started my nursing career in New York City. My first nursing job, I worked in a critical care unit. This helped me build my clinical skills and experience. Later in my career, I moved cross-country to California, where I worked contract assignments in various ICUs. Today, I'm a practicing nurse anesthetist, and I want to share my nursing and anesthesia experience with you. If you're interested in nursing, subscribe, like, and follow. Stay tuned for more to come. This is our first episode with a longtime friend of mine, Cliff. He's currently in CRNA school, but while they took a break, he took a travel assignment in Texas. He's helping with the surge of coronavirus. What's up, man? How's it going?
1: Good, good. What's up, man?
0: Good. I'm chilling, chilling. So, Texas. Wow. Different. Yep. I mean, it must be, it's definitely a new experience for you, right?
1: Yes, it is.
0: All right, you know, I definitely want to get into that. I guess what we should do is start from the beginning. You know, we've known each other for a long time now, but let's start with your journey. You know, well, how long it's have you been in nursing?
1: It's been twelve years.
0: You have 12? twelve years. Yeah, I think I'm yep. ten now. Twelve years.
1: Yep, it's crazy, so, right? It's, it is. It it's goes back. Crazy crazy I know.
0: Yep. And I always assume your first job is when we met.
1: No, it, it's not. It's my second one. I was just saying like, okay. Well, I, was somewhere, I was somewhere else, yeah.
0: Let's, so let's start Let's start from the beginning. Why did you choose nursing?
1: Well, basically, you know, my family, you know, we have a, a bunch of nurses in my family. It just seemed like the right fit for me, you know, my personality. Also the fact that, you know, obviously I wanted to help people. I want to make money. I want to, you know, do something that's worth it and that's something that was going to be um, – you know, a job there where you didn't have to worry about having like an, a recession. Like it's recession proof. It's got all these factors that excited me. Like I was like, okay, it's recession proof. You're doing something good for money and it's stable. And that's, those are the things that kind of attracted me in the beginning and working in it, there were aspects of it that I liked. I liked the hours. I liked the fact that you can work three days a week. Those are the things that kept me in it. And, um, you know, so far it's been a great journey, uh, especially from a male perspective. I feel like I've had a lot of good experiences personally, but I mean, there are things that aren't so great about it, but there's pros and cons in everything that you do. But I had, a, so far I've had a great ride in the 12 years that I've been in it.
0: That's true. There are definitely pros and cons, but uh, you, did, you definitely said something interesting. Um, I started, this is going on 10 years, I, you know, and um, I started 2010. This was like the height of the market crash. Uh, Yeah, it was the height of the market crash. And I remember coming out of school, nursing school, and I was thinking, um, you know, I was worried about getting a job, but I also went into it thinking this was going to be recession-proof. You know, that's the comfort I had going into it. Um, So it was, and now look at where where we're at now. You know, coronavirus definitely has changed the landscape. And I think it still holds strong where we stand today um, as far as having careers, you know, being recession-proof.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: so, you know. So your first job um, wasn't wasn't the job we started together.
1: So
0: <laughs> what was wasn't. your first job?
1: Well, my first job was working in a me- uh, medicine floor, you know, it was a small hospital. And basically, you know, we took care of uh, people from nursing homes. If they fell or had, um, you know, they got dizzy or they had, like, palpitations, they would come to the floor that I worked on. And we did a workup. We got them to see a cardiologist. And, and how long you specials. do that for? Uh, for two years. It was a two-year two year stint. And I thought I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the profession. To be honest with you, I learned more in that first two years than I learned in school. I mean, that's just my experience. You know, some people said that when I was graduating and I didn't believe it until I experienced it for myself. So I learned most of my skills from those first two years right there.
0: Yeah. I got a great, your first job definitely sets, uh, it creates a uh, framework for you going forward. I think for the rest of your career definitely makes a difference. What kind of nurse you're going to be. Um, so after that, I guess the second job that you had was where we met.
1: <clears throat> yeah. That you
0: were the- nice to you at the time.
1: That was ICU, yeah.
0: That you were in ICU. ICU, I was on Step Down.
1: Yeah, no. They hired me for ICU. Um, they trained me to do ICU. I
0: mean
1: okay. that's what that's the way that they had it set up. There was a lot there were a lot of changes going on that at that particular time when I got there, but I was trained hired and trained for ICU.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was stepped down. I, I started on step down and I remember, you know, us meeting and I was like, I can't wait to go into the ICU. You know, definitely it was definitely different from the step down unit. It was it was it was definitely challenging, but yeah. I, I was excited to do it. How long were you in the ICU uh at that ICU for? Well we, we were cardiothoracic, right?
1: That's right. So it was cardiothoracic. We were there for just about two year two to two and a half years. I started I think yeah, it was two years exactly actually. It was two years. And, you know, it was a it was a tough unit. I mean Uh, again i I took another step up from that unit that unit was really really hard there was a lot to learn it was fast paced there was a lot going on a lot of a lot of things to learn in a short period of time but i appreciated the experience because it put me in a good position in, in my for my career like where i am right now the things that i learned in that experience really put me in a good position it makes me appreciate the things that i see and do right now do
0: you think your first job on the med search floor helped you to transition into the icu yes what
1: do, yes. You, what
0: do you think how, how do you think it helped
1: okay i'll tell you first of all like small little things you you know you in the icu Imagine learning 10 things at once. I feel like in a med search floor, you're learning like three or four things at once. That's the quickest way I can explain it without getting too complicated and into all the nuance. But I feel like the, the pace and the expectation when you're working with critically ill patients is so high that you don't have time to be taking baby steps. So I felt like I needed some of those baby steps um, everybody needs baby steps and the time can be two years, six months, you know, five years, but it all depends on the personality and the individual you're talking about. For me, it just happened to be two years. And I thought it was actually the perfect amount of time I needed to get some of that rust off from nursing school to get to that next level.
0: I agree. I think one of the biggest challenges my first year was, uh, time management, uh, and getting used to that. From the step-down unit to the ICU, that was definitely tough for me. Uh, we had, what, four patients on the step-down unit? Yeah. Uh, and, then we, and then we had two in the ICU, but those two in the ICU, that was tough. <laughs> it right. wasn't a walk in the park. People think, I have two patients now. Oh, I'm going to do less work. No, it was constant around the clock. You worked those 12 hours on that, that unit. It was, it was definitely challenging.
1: Yes. It was a lot of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah,
0: it was definitely challenging. We definitely had to yeah. communicate, work with – so many different services, you know, you had to be on top of so many different vital side changes, medications, just, you know, just, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Especially the first, I would say the first, uh, maybe three to six months challenged right. you the most, right?
1: It did. It did. And not only that, but people were watching you a certain way yeah. and you have to break, you have to break past that point.
0: So how long were you a ICU nurse for then?
1: Um, that's nine years. Nine it's years. Nine years. Yeah. Okay,
0: nine years. All right. So nine years. Let's jump. So nine years. You did ICU. You decided to at one point do a travel assignment. This is not your yes. first one now.
1: It's not. I, okay. I've done well, one before.
0: What was your first travel assignment?
1: It was uh, It was for a hospital that was downsizing in the in the Maryland D.C. area. It's It was like in the border area of Maryland and D.C. They were downsizing the hospital and um, they need ICU relief and you really had to basically help the remaining staff take care of the rest of the patients that are still coming in that facility and it was pretty cool it was cool to have that different aspect of uh, of a work environment not only work environment but just just working as an agent as opposed to working for a as a staff member of a facility it was just a different dynamic um you know just from how things how you felt about your skills and how you had to basically hit the ground running in a new setting with new supplies new people and be able to, to make the adaptation very 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 quickly you know that was the thing that i think was the big jump to go okay when you're in a regular position you get a routine you know, it's lifelong, you're gonna be doing it for a couple of years, but when you're doing an agency, you're an agent, you go in there, you know, you're supposed to be able to be able to function that first night, that first day, and just keep it moving. So it was How was that first shift? The first shift was, was nerve wracking because I didn't know the codes to anything. Uh, I was using a different charting system. Cause remember you go from one charting system to the next and that's another thing you know it creates that anxiety it was anxiety invoking for me like it produced that anxiety because of the things I did not know the things that I wasn't in control of I didn't have this full control I didn't know all the phone numbers for all the people that I needed at that moment you know if I needed something oh who do I call so it was just it just being going back to needing people and having to hang on to people is something that you know you lose some of the autonomy again for a short it was for a short period of time it was, you know obviously the first one or two shifts that's what you're doing you're asking a lot of questions then once you get into the routine, you're like, okay, I can do this I've done this before I know exactly what I have to do I have to check this I have to check that you know what are the labs you know what are we looking for what is the plan and then you get you get rolling you know so
0: okay. That definitely, you know, I definitely experienced the same going into traveling. What would, you know, as far as um, being able to do the job, you had years of experience at that time. You felt confident yes. in those skills. You just, it was just a different setting.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was a different setting. And the other thing is, on that specific uh, um, travel assignment, they, they had me do both days and night shifts at that for some reason they needed help on both sides so i did both days and nights yeah. there were times and i had to reset a few times to do days reset to do nights
0: yeah that's interesting i it remember my, my first travel assignment i made sure that it was just days i did not want to do nights and not yeah. that i was nervous or you know about do nights it's just you know you sleep pattern right you get used to yep. it you know yep. and you get used to it and, and i wasn't willing to uh to do that, the first assignment, because I wanted to be comfortable and, you know, and with my surroundings, my settings, you know, and obviously day shift, you have more hands, you have more people to help out if you need it, but definitely that, as you said, that first day shift, that first assignment shift is, is the one that's kind of where you get, you, you get all the, all the weird kinks out of the system, it's it's, 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 it's anxiety provoking, as you said, Um, it's interesting, but, you know, I guess after, like, midday or next shift, you know, you get used to it, you know, but that also comes with experience, you know, experience helps build that confidence going forward, and then, you know, by the end of the assignment, you're, you know, you're like, oh, I can go anywhere at that point, you know?
1: Right, And and that's me... You know, and I didn't appreciate this because my, my sister is one of the main influences for me being a nurse. She used to always say that. She said that that's one thing people don't realize. You can always lean back on your nursing. No matter what you do, you can always lean back on it. It's the one profession where if you don't like a specific job or if you feel like you're being harassed or something's going on at one facility or one setting or one specialty or one unit you can always transition or one unit you can transition somewhere else and you'll find you'll find peace and harmony you will find exactly. something that you really love about that that job and you'll appreciate the job and you don't have to be stuck in the job cuz there are a lot of professions and a lot of careers and and things out there people do out of necessity but they get stuck you know because they're trying to make a certain amount of money or whatever the case may be but they really don't find that happiness or they don't, they can't find a way out of that particular lock that they're in. They're in the it's lock. True, right? you know, I always tell people, for...
0: you may not like the floor you're on or the unit you're on, but the one that's right across, down the hall, might have a totally different atmosphere. You know, you're not, you yeah. don't even necessarily need to change hospitals or change buildings. You know, you might just need to go down the hall, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, get, like any job, you, you want to try new things. Um, maybe you want to see what else is out there. And that's the great thing, as you said, with what we do, we have the flexibility to do so much. You know, we're saying, hey, tomorrow I want to, you know, I, I, I've done this for so many years. Let me try that. So, like, like you right now. Right now you're in CRNA school. Yes. And you took a travel assignment. Yes. Like, that doesn't happen. Obviously, where we're at right now with the coronavirus, you were able to do that. But as you said, you fell back on your previous experience to taking a travel assignment.
1: Exactly.
0: Right? And it really helps. What made you want to become a CRNA?
1: Well, I mean, honestly, um, you know, the the job itself, I like the idea of it. It just sounded cool, the fact that you get to work in a different setting in a different type of setting. Um, You mentioned how the day shift is something that was appealing, right? So as a CRNA, I feel like there are a few things that mattered the most to me. Throughout the rest of my career towards retirement, I wanted to have a career where obviously I was earning more, a career where I worked healthy, healthy hours, day shift, and more business hours. Even though there's a benefit to working three or four days a week, And there is also the possibility of doing that in anesthesia. I also liked the more, um, how do I say that, like routinistic type of setting as -hmm. opposed to uh, emergency setting where you're kind of just an influx of in and out, in and out. I wanted to go somewhere where it was a little more routine. And also the, the level of work that you're doing in anesthesia, the kind of work that you're doing in anesthesia, I just seem, it just seemed appealing to me, my personality. I thought it was something that I can really do, become a, you know, get a master's or a graduate level training in something, in nursing, where I know I'm still at the bedside using nursing skills, getting paid well to do it, and being comfortable doing it, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like it's something that I can do comfortably and be able to do it for a long time. Um, so those are the things that kind of attracted me to it, is the hours, where it is, and also the type of work that you're doing. As opposed to what I was doing before.
0: CNA so, school was so different than nursing school, wasn't it? Oh, isn't it?
1: Isn't I'm it? gonna like say I'm still in it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I might be at the tail end of it. It's been an interesting journey for myself. You know, it's been it's been interesting. But it, let me just put it this way: um, you, you do appreciate the things that you've learned as a nurse during the time as a nurse, and you appreciate the kind of experiences you had. You know, with people in general. Um, there's, there's nothing that's ever prepared me for this experience. I've learned a lot of new things about myself. I learned a lot of things about humanity, about people.
0: All right. So you took a travel assignment, uh, and a crisis COVID travel assignment. So what is that like?
1: When I first started was absolute chaos. I've never seen people more stressed out in my entire life, including myself. I was more stressed out than I've ever been in this fact that just not knowing what, what to expect, not knowing uh what I was seeing, not knowing what what was gonna happen to the patients I was taking care of. Well for example, I've seen where you know you're taking care of somebody who they just got intubated, for example. Intubated meaning that they've got the plastic tube in their mouth hooked to a ventilator, right? And you start with one setting, like you say, okay, generic settings a regular pressure control setting, regular PEEP, which is like five, regular FIO2, which is like 40 or 50. So
0: regular ventilated using, settings.
1: Right, regular settings, right? Sorry, okay. yeah, no, I know. I didn't know how much you wanted to. <laughs> all right, regular settings, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's almost like with these people, you put them on that and you're not doing anything. You got to keep pressing the gas and you just keep going up and up and up and up and up. So
0: basically they need more. They, they just need more. Need more until
1: more. there's nothing else you can do.
0: These you know these patients that typically need to be intubated are intubated for a few weeks. It's not you know what we're used to, in the sense that if we if you if you need to be intubated, it might be one or two days. Um, if it's not emergent, you know, coronavirus patients, you can be intubated two, three, you know, weeks, you know, at a time. It's you know, and that's if you come off the ventilator. Is it, has that been the same for you? Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, we had a gentleman uh, at one of the places I was working. He he was on a ventilator for I think 19 days, you uh, know, in intubated, and they ended up having to put a tracheostomy. So so he built.
0: so he went from brief on his own to yes. needing a ventilator to needing yes. a long term option to getting a trach. But it's interesting how we COVID has changed how we manage patients. So I wanted to transition into the pay uh, that you're receiving now. Um, it was, it's totally different, it's totally new. I've heard rumors of people making a lot of money in New York, but you know, I guess before we go into that, I wanted to say this is tied to what we do and um, to our experience and the need of, of, of how much we get paid. So for many of us, it's not about the money, but the money is also very important. So I don't wanna brush over that, I wanted to cover it.
1: Everything you said was correct. The crisis has created a demand, uh, an immediate demand for nurses, licensed nurses. States around the country have removed the requirements to be licensed in that state to practice. For example, if you are from Alabama, you can practice in New York to, to uh, during the COVID crisis because New York just has a need for available nurses. There are people who worked in uh, ambulatory nursing settings who worked in elective medicine Elected medicine had to stop during the crisis. Those people got, had lost their job. So this was an opportunity for those people to make that, make, to earn some of that money back. So, you know, it, yes, you're making more money, but you also lost uh, a, a track. You might've been on track to a pension or some kind of retirement or some bigger thing. It's so true. at this moment, you've true. lost that, that momentum. True. So you've lost that momentum. You may never get that job back depending on on what's going on with that facility. So that's something to consider when we talk about that too. So anyway, um, as far as the travel assignment, this is more than a, a regular travel assignment. And those rates are, you know, the rates that I've seen across the board are in the 90 to 100 to 130, $140 an hour, depending on what kind of skills you have. If you're an ICU nurse, if you're a nurse that is a board certified as a nurse practitioner who can do hospitalists intensivists and have a lot of skills in advanced practice, you're going to be making more, well over a hundred dollars an hour. And I've heard numbers over 150 an hour as a base rate and all overtime rates above that, meaning double that rate, double that rate. So those rates are again, because of the crisis and the unknown, and the volume of patients that you're caring for who are, are really sick.
0: Where do you think we go from here?
1: Well, I think we just have to pray that, you know, from what I understand, everyone is moving at lightning speed when it comes to trying to find a, the cure, treatment, a vaccine to this virus, and, and trying to find a way to move forward. People want to get back to living the life that they had.
0: Cliff, thank you. Um, I appreciate you taking this time. I'm I'm assuming you're going to work again tonight. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Now, how many days in a row is this?
1: This is day 27 for me. In a row? In a row. I haven't stopped. I mean, I'm a machine right now.
0: I appreciate you coming on the podcast and being my first guest. Um, You know, we'll talk more.
1: I appreciate the time, man. I appreciate you thinking of me first. All right? (laughs) All right, man.